Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Okay, here we go. Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. Thanks for coming along. My name is Joel Brzezinski, and Mike Kapler is with me as we do every week here on the Growing in Grace podcast. And every week we try to uh, encourage you in some way uh, regarding this new life that we have in Christ, the grace of God, his love, this new covenant that God has made that is not based upon anything that we have done based upon what he has done. We're going to talk a little bit about that this week. The Old Covenant was a covenant that was based upon the people. God made a covenant with the people of Israel, the nation of Israel. And it was a covenant made up of 613 laws and ordinances, and they had to do their part. And they said, hey, we will do this, and it will be righteousness to us. And right from the very beginning, they did not do it, and it wasn't righteousness to them. And God said, the days are coming when I will make a new covenant. And the reason for that was because the people, he found fault with the people. Uh, So that covenant didn't stick. The reason the old covenant didn't stick was not because God made a bad covenant, but it's because the people did not keep their part of the covenant. And so someone had commented recently on uh, on a podcast that we did on YouTube. Specifically, it says, God, God says, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. And so why are we talking like we Gentiles are under this new covenant? So we'll talk a little bit about that, and I guess two minutes have gone by, and I, I mentioned you, but hey, Cap. <laughs> well, let's get into this, uh, Joel. The you know, there are people out there, and, and we've heard from them for a long time, who just believe that the new covenant, number one, either isn't in effect, right, <laughs> or if it is, it's only in effect for Israel, that it wasn't in effect for anybody outside of, of Israel. And so I, there's a lot of problems with, with that. And we'll talk about some things here from, you know, the writings in, in the New Testament, but if if not the old, but when when you say number one, when you say Israel, what do you really mean? <laughs> hmm. I mean, there, there are people who are, you know, I mean, you've you've done some some research on your heritage, right? Right, and found out different things about it. And there are people out there who might be Jewish in some way, shape, or form. Right, um, and there, then there are those who are fully Jewish, I guess. I mean, are you talking about Israel as, as a nation and the citizens of that nation since 1948? <laughs> what, what are we talking about here when you say Israel? Um, Paul's point throughout his writings, and, and this is uh, even highlighted and magnified more in the, in the book of Hebrews, whoever wrote that, um, one of our favorite books, if you're a new listener, um, the, the point that Paul was making is that there, there was this separation between Jew and Gentile. The Jews were in a covenant with God. It contained the Mosaic law. Jesus brought that to an end, and grace took over. 
Um, the Jews who were pursuing righteousness through the works of that law within that first covenant, they didn't attain what they were chasing after. The law could not, the covenant could not give them what they needed because they couldn't attain righteousness through what they did. And so in that sense, the writer of Hebrews says it was really a, a weak and useless covenant when it came to trying to get what was needed. And so this this new one was established. And, and we, you, know, you go back to the book of Acts when Gentiles were first starting to get saved. Peter received that revelation through a vision, through a dream, that Gentiles would be allowed in because, you know, here, you know, God's, God's telling Peter, here, have some of this food. Well, that was forbidden by the law. And he said, I would never touch that stuff. That's unlawful. Hey, don't call, God replies, don't call unclean what I'm calling clean. And then, of course, Peter got the, the whole thing going when God sent him over to the Gentiles. He realized that's what the dream was about. And, and that had to be a, a big bridge for him to cross, to, go, to re- begin to realize that God had essentially tore down the law. And that's what the way Paul described it in Ephesians chapter 2, when he's telling him it's okay to eat that stuff. I know it didn't used to be, but now it's okay. The Gentiles were also considered unclean, kind of like some of that food. Um, and Jews weren't even allowed to associate with them, to eat with them, to, to go into their house, things like that, or to have them in their house, um, because they were unclean. They were unlaw- Gentiles, we non-Jewish people, we were unlawful <laughs> <laughs> based on that covenant. And so that, that all began to change when the, the new covenant became more realized, and of course Paul elevated this on the fast track with his direct revelation as he was taught by Jesus and and his spirit perhaps. Um, So I'm going to get Joel back in here, but I I just wanted to bring up the fact that this wasn't just, this new covenant that was established at the cross and resurrection of Jesus, this wasn't just for Israel. I know where people come up with the scriptures for this, but if that were the case, then only Israelites could be saved. Right. And and the the thing about this, so, okay, the writer of Hebrews does indeed quote from the Old Testament where God says, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers. And so I can understand why a person would say, okay, so it's only it's only going to be with Israel and Judah because that's what God said. That's what it says here. That's what the Old Testament scripture says. That's what the writer of Hebrews quotes, and he says that. But there are other scriptures we've been talking about. On the course of this podcast, we've talked a lot about how a, a lot of times, if we if we start from the with a with an assumption, if we start with one verse, and get that wrong, then everything else we believe is going to fall down with that as well. And there are other scriptures, there are other writings that tell us that the Gentiles have been included now. So yes, originally it was for the the house of Israel. It was for Israel, but with Israel rejecting the gospel, Paul talks about this in Romans, the Gentiles were included as well. And we can see this, well, well, first of all, I'll go to what Jesus said in Matthew 26, in Mark 14, in Luke 22, we see roughly the same account. 
I'll just read from one of them, Matthew 26, where Jesus is with the disciples. Take, eat, this is my body. He gave them the bread. And then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. And so the one person might say, well, see, but that's for Israel. He was talking to the people of Israel. I understand that. But then we go to 1 Corinthians 11. Paul, this is the one that people say, you know, Paul was for the Gentiles. Paul was ministering to the Gentiles. And in this case, we can see that that's what he was doing in 1 Corinthians 11. Because in the next chapter, Paul says, you know that you were Gentiles carried away by these dumb idols. Uh, So Paul is talking to Gentiles in this epistle to the Corinthians. He says, he quotes from Jesus, Paul Paul does, in 1 Corinthians 11. uh, He says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after saying, This is this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread, now this is Paul speaking, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. So Paul is proclaiming the new covenant to Gentile believers. Again, in chapter 12, in the next chapter, it's affirmed that he's talking to Gentiles. He says, you know that you were Gentiles, carried away by these idols. So he's not talking about people who were of Israel or who were Jewish. He's talking to people who came to Christ, because in Christ there is no Jew or Gentile. Uh, there's only those, there's only one body, and we'll talk about that too. And then in the, in his next epistle, in 2 Corinthians, and I'll get back to you again here on this cap, but in his next epistle, in 2 Corinthians, Paul is talking about his sufficiency as, as an apostle, He's talking about who, who he is as an apostle and the apostles in general. He says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, so not of the law, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So again, to this Gentile church in Corinth, Paul was saying, God has made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. So all, you know, we put all of this together, and we see that with Israel's rejection, not, ever, not everybody in Israel rejected the gospel or, the new, or this new covenant. Not everybody did. A lot of them did. But with that rejection, the Gentiles were included too. As God, it was God's plan all along. You'll see that throughout the Old Testament. You'll see that, that the Gentiles were going to be included in this, but many Jews were blind to that and didn't realize that the Gentiles were going to be brought in. But as we can see in Paul's epistles, the Gentiles have been brought in, and we are made part of this new covenant. This gospel is for both Jew and Gentile uh, who believe, and that's that's who this is for. It's for Jew and Gentile alike. Yeah, and that that really that really nails it there in Second Corinthians three, Ephesians chapter two. Um, uh, many other places, you know, going back to Hebrews 8, when uh, the writer was beginning to quote Jeremiah, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will bring about a new covenant. Bring about a new covenant. That's what the New American Standard says, one of the more literal translations out there. Uh, Another translation says, I will establish, I will establish, I will bring about a new covenant 
with the house of Israel. Now, why is that mentioned? Because there was a covenant that had been in place with the house of Israel. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's not going to include Gentiles now in this right. new covenant. Uh, I'm going to establish something. You know, when, when, when the old covenant was put into place back on Mount Sinai, the Jews had to agree to it. That, that was part of the covenant. It was a covenant of works. Um, you know, and a covenant uh, needs to be agreed upon by at least two different parties. And so God put it out there and the Jews agreed to it. Oh, yeah, this will be righteousness for us. We're going to do this thing. Um, here, this is different. Uh, the writer of Hebrews in a different spot explains that God would establish this covenant with himself. It was based on a promise going way back to Abraham. It wouldn't include just Israel. But he said, I will bring about a new covenant. I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel, the house of Judah. Now get this, it's not going to be like the covenant, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers. It's going to be different in so many different ways because the other one was faulty because the people failed. We mentioned it was it became a useless covenant. Um, so what's different about the, this one? Well, for one thing, Gentiles will be included. Grace instead of works. One sacrifice instead of many sacrifices. Sins taken away, not remembered. Um, so a lot of different things there. And of course, it includes the entire world. And Jesus communicated that to his disciples who he was getting ready to send forth, go into all the world and, and, and teach the gospel, spread the, the, the good news to all nations. In the Greek, that all nations, it literally, that, that's where we get the word Gentiles. Now, it took years for these guys to actually begin to see that, to understand that, to wrap their minds around it. Kind of like when Jesus said that he would need to die and, and, and rise three days later. Uh, it just kind of went over their heads somehow. And, and so did this, the, the Gentile factor, because you look in the book of Acts, uh, many of the first chapters, it's all about uh, communicating the message of salvation to the Jews uh, until Peter and then, of course, Paul would, would begin to start that boulder rolling. Right. Yep. And so in, in those early days in the church, it did take some time, especially for the Jewish believers, to understand that this wasn't just for them. Right. We can, we can maybe take some time next week and talk about that and a little bit more. And then this the whole idea that the whole world, Jesus' blood was shed for the sins of the, of the whole world, for everybody. And Israel played a part in that. But the blood of Jesus and this new covenant would be effective for everybody. And in Ephesians 2, Paul talks about there being one body made up of both Jew and Gentile. There's not a separate body made up of Jewish believers, believers from Israel, and Gentile believers. There's one body. We'll talk about that next week. And... Um, maybe talk, get some Galatians 3 into here too because that's a big part of this as well maybe Colossians 2 but there's a whole bunch to be said about this it's so important for us to understand that the blood of Jesus the new covenant was the blood of Jesus was shed for everybody for the sins of the whole world and that in Christ there is one body and made up of many different parts but it's one body uh, both Jews and Gentiles come together to form this one new man so we'll talk about that and some other things next week on Growing in Grace this has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.